My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode with me, Rashan Isaacs. Today on Cover Mode, we speak to Shafika Hartley about her role as a Muslim woman in law and meet the designer behind the label A Sense of Style, Alia Alice. With 11 years of experience in law, a BA and LLB at the University of Cape Town, including a BCom Honours uh, in Taxation at the University of Cape Town, and admitted as an attorney and conveyance of the High Court of South Africa, Shafika Hartley has quite a number of accolades and a highly skilled experience to her name. Shafika is a director at ENS South Africa in the corporate commercial department. She specializes in mergers and acquisitions, corporate reorganizations, black economic empowerment and general transactional work. She's acted for listed and unlisted companies, mainly in the mining, natural resources and energy sectors, as well as in the commodities, education, media and entertainment and property industries. Shafika has particular experience in international mergers and acquisitions and black economic empowerment transactions in the mining sector. Her general transactional experience includes private equity transactions, capital raising initiatives, procurement and the establishment of foreign branch offices and subsidiaries in South Africa. She's also set up share incentive schemes, advised on the establishment of wind farms, conducted several high-profile due diligence investigations, and is skilled in the drafting of an extensive array of commercial contracts and legal opinions. Shafika regularly advises clients on corporate governance issues and compliance with New Companies Act and its regulations, the JSE listings requirements, and the broad-based Black Economic Empowerment Act and its codes of good practice. In addition, Shafika has particular expertise in preparing memoranda of incorporation and shareholders' agreements for corporate clients. Shafika is furthermore experienced in estate planning, including the drafting of wills and the establishment of trust funds and tax-exempt organizations. Shafika was a co-chairperson of the Cape Town Candidates Attorney Association and a member of the South African Fiscal Association and is currently a member of the Cape Law Society. She was cited as an authority in one of the first publications on the New Companies Act authored by Judge Dennis Davis and others and has featured in the Business Day, FA News and MoneyWeb to name a few. A mouthful? Yes. An achievement? Yes. And because this lady has her hands full, we've had to find her at her office desk. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Shafika Hartley. Assalamu alaikum, Shafika. Wa alaikum, Rishan. Wa alaikum, Salam, Rishan. Thank you very much for that introduction. Yeah, quite an intense introduction, but I'm sure that you've achieved every single one of those accolades. Shafika, I'm interested to know how your interest in law developed. It was really during my undergraduate studies, Rishan, that I started thinking seriously about a career in law. I was studying for a Bachelor of Arts or BA degree as it's known at the time in political science and history. And I reached the proverbial crossroads that I think all BA graduates reach. Do I enter the job market with my BA degree? What will I do? Or do I continue on with my studies? 
and obtain a postgraduate um, qualification. So I had to consider my strengths and my interests at that point, what I would be really good at, what I could do that I would be successful at, and law was almost a natural choice. It was the nature of the profession, really, that appealed to me. It seemed structured, regulated, and it still allowed a measure of creativity, and that's what appealed to me. And I strongly suspect that a nudge from my parents towards a more acceptable profession for their role as well. <laughs> of course. And what were the challenges you faced in your career development? I think there's some inherent challenges that that young lawyers face. I mean, firstly, you've got to find good articles. You've got to work really, really hard during that time, two-year period, to get as much experience as you can, to learn as much as you can, get through your bar exams, become admitted as an attorney, and then just making an impression at the firm at which you're completing your article so that you're offered permanent contracts of employment. But over and above those sort of inherent challenges, there are certain personal, more personal challenges that, that I face, and I'll just name one or two. There were the softer issues, for example, um, as a Muslim woman facing Friday drinks and month-end drinks and networking over drinks. And, and I think, I mean, this is probably something that, that people out there are faced with, and, and the answer to this is really to make every effort to interact with and work with your colleagues and your clients outside of such events because I personally made the choice not to attend such events. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. And and in this industry, in the legal industry, you really need to maintain and build on the relationships that you have to ensure that your workflow remains constant. So if your work is efficient and effective, your clients and your colleagues will value your input. They will come to rely on it you'll be a critical part of the organization going forward and and this will really support your practice and enhance your development notwithstanding certain difficult um, networking events that you're faced with and then also there's this softer issue around the so-called old boys club that nobody really wants to talk about but it permeates all established firms I've, I've only worked at the, the big corporate so it's all I can speak to but it's, it's quite simply just a long established network of people who traditionally are Caucasian English speaking males and they have a long history of working together, socializing with each other, and it helps with the workflow and, and it contributes towards your career development. And without that, you've got to find another way to get there. So, and I've also found it's not limited by language. I said English speaking, but it's not really limited. So it's not as overt and as blatant as it could be, but it's there. Yeah. And, and it continues simply because that cycle has not yet been broken. Change has not been, um, sustained for long enough yet, I think, to break that cycle. And women, particularly women of color, have yet to dominate top positions in industry and politics for long enough to break the cycle. I think time will tell, though, how this dynamic change with the rise of black middle class and, and the impetus around employment equity this decade um, really uh, will affect the, the old boys club and whether there will be a new uh, club mm-hmm. that people will have to deal with. But personally, I've had a good mentor in the form of my now partner co-director, who was then my senior when I started, and, and he's always been understanding of this reality and very supportive of, of me and always believed in me and my ability. So, so that's how I've overcome those personal challenges. Yeah, and, and of course, when Shafika mentions partner, she means partner in the business industry, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, we, we can take your calls if you're interested in chatting or asking a question or commenting on today's topic. And uh, the number is 021-442-3530 or SMS on 47913. And that number again, 021-442-3530 or SMS on 47913. We're speaking to Shafika Hartley, Corporate Commercial Director at one of the top floor firms in South Africa. And um, we'll be back after the break. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. Welcome back. We're speaking to Shafika Hartley, Corporate Commercial Director at one of the law firms here in South Africa. And Shafika, very inspiring what you said about getting through those challenges. And you've clearly stated how we can get through, you know, these corporate industries successfully without attending those drink meetings. I'm sure you've also had a few highlights along your career um, path. You mind mentioning maybe one or two of those? Sure, Rishan. I mean, they're, they're the more conventional highlights. I think you've, you've touched on that in the introduction. Um, you know, the chairperson of the Cape Town Candidate Attorneys Association right at the beginning of, of my career when I started out and um, being quoted by various very high-profile authorities in the country on law. But I think more real to me and in my everyday practice is really just Every new matter that I'm able to secure and every new client, more importantly, is such a highlight simply because of the sheer hard work, dedication, commitment and determination that it takes to get there without an old established network. So, so that really on a day-to-day basis is, is what um, it, it gives me the strength to carry on. And um, I consider those highlights in my career. You sound very passionate about your, your law uh, career. Were there any other career interests you, you wanted to do besides law? While I was studying for my BA, I sort of toyed with the idea of psychology. As I said, I, I was at that crossroads where, you know, do I carry on with my studies or do I enter the, the job market or the workforce? And, I sort of weighed up my options, and I undoubtedly it's a, a rewarding career path, but law has really turned out to be better suited for me. It often requires of me to play the role of counsellor, <laughs> but it also allows me the room to express my creativity in drafting, in restructuring organisations, just to name a few. And then there's my childhood, never-ending fascination, with all <laughs> things astronomy and outer space related, and I haven't oh, crossed wow. that off my bucket list just yet. So you're planning a travel to Mars or the moon? Soon? Just an orbit around Earth, I would, I would settle for. Yeah, you know, maybe you can grab a couple of us along. <laughs> I'm sure we don't mind joining you. <laughs> As a lawyer, Shafika, you probably deal and consult with a large number of stakeholders. You often have to put your words and thoughts across in a very precise manner. How important is it for a woman to learn or know how to voice her opinion? Sure, I've always had a clear sense of who I am, where I am, what I need to do to progress, and I believe that it's very important in, in my industry in particular for women to have confidence in their abilities and to voice their views. We've made great strides in employment equity to date you know, over the past few years in particular, but we are by no means done with our work, not nearly. Women have value to add, 
and, and whilst the legal world and probably the, the world at large is maybe not all the way across the line yet as far as valuing a woman's contribution, women should continue to lean in, as Cheryl Sandberg famously said when she was the CEO of Facebook and wrote the book, Lean In. If you choose to sit at the chair in the far, far corner of the room and to keep quiet, then you have underestimated your own worth and your own value, and, and you perpetuate that negative stereotype around women's participation. So you need to, for yourself, stand up and say what you need to say. Women must value their own insights and share them freely. It's the only way to break the cycle, and it starts with us. Yeah, state your case, right? Right. We're aware that there are people who have a negative perception around Muslim women who wear this scarf. And I think you've mentioned a couple of challenges um, uh, when I asked you about your, the challenges you faced in your career development. And um, being in the high profile environment that you are in and dealing with rather large conglomerates, what is your experience in terms of people's response to you as a scarf wearing Muslimah? I suppose you're quite right at the heart of that question is the fact that there would be some sort of negative assumption or perception around women who wear scarves. And assumptions are, are just that. They're things that we believe that are not necessarily mm-hmm. so. So I think it's really up to us as the Muslim to change people's perceptions. I've certainly not in my years of practice been ridiculed at all for wearing a scarf. I've entertained questions. People have been curious, you know, why are you wearing the scarf? Is it an occasion, an event, or why do you, you keep wearing a scarf? And I've explained the situation to them. But I've never felt excluded because of my scarf. I can't say that people that I've encountered don't have a negative or preconceived notion of the type of person that I am when they meet me, but it's not been overtly felt by me. I've always been very professional in my dealings with my clients, for example, and I've become a trusted advisor to big corporations, listed companies, notwithstanding the fact that I wear a scarf. I meet with the CEOs, the CFOs, you know, I sit at the board meetings and I interact with them, and I never see my scarf as something that that, um, negatively differentiates me from anyone else. It's my identity, it's who I am as much as anyone else sits at the table. I guess it goes back to what you said in our previ- in your previous response, which is knowing yourself, confidence and just stating your case and feeling comfortable in your own skin. That surely should shine through. Absolutely. With, with more women in the workforce from community development, corporate entre- entrepreneurs um, to ministers of government, how would you say the role of women can affect society as change makers? Well, it's not to say that I suppose all women are mothers or have families or play the role of of caregiver, but broadly speaking and on a more macro level, I think that it's often precisely because of, rather than in spite of, a woman's traditional role as caregiver, that they do achieve success in the workplace, whether it's in industry or politics. I think women may be more inclined to be more acutely aware of the needs of the future generation um, and and are therefore well-placed to effect genuine change for the betterment of society. I think also once in power, women can then drive the policy, whether it's social policy or any other policy change that's needed to make it easier for other women to enter the workforce and then to deal with those issues which are traditionally seen as women's issues on a broader, more global level. Yeah, I think we should take, uh, you know, those perceptions out of our heads as Muslimas and really just um, act accordingly in terms of what we believe is, you know, our positive selves, because we're not uh, anywhere near any of the perceptions that people have about Muslim women. How do you juggle? I mean, you mentioned family just now. How do you juggle or balance your responsibilities across work and home? That's almost a million-dollar question that's long <laughs> played. Both young women seeking to enter the profession, when you speak to the younger candidate attorneys, for example, and then also 
just women trying to progress through the corporate world to climb the corporate ladder, it is quite difficult because, uh, particularly in my profession, my experience has been that it's um, it's it's very demanding. Um, and you need to invest a lot of time and effort to making a success of your career. Uh, but, you know, today technological advances mean that you can work remotely, so you're able to extend your working hours or, or be flexible in your working hours when you need to. You can take work home on your laptop, for example, and you can work in the evenings once kids are gone to bed. You can use video and telephone conferences facilities as I am doing today with you. Uh, <laughs> And, and you can really tap into to meetings around the globe. I have a call at 1 o'clock with someone in Australia, someone in the U.K., someone in the U.S. and in Johannesburg all at the same time. So it's re- we've made great strides in that regard, and it really helps because I don't need to travel and be away from my family for as long, so I'm able to do that. And, and I, as you mentioned, family, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my family. I have a very solid support structure, really. My parents, my mum-in-law, they are instrumental in my balancing act. They help with my kids on a daily basis. And my husband has been as supportive and understanding as I could ever have hoped for. So I would not have achieved any measure of success without my family and their support. Wow, that is so beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm always, always so proud to hear, you know, Muslimas with such, um, you know, such grace in terms of the way that they manage themselves, their household, as well as their business. And you've definitely found a good recipe for a successful relationship as a working mom. Peace of mind, contentment, happiness, and freedom from worries and anxieties. These are what everyone wants, and these are the ways in which people can have a good life and find complete happiness and joy and I'm sure that you have probably a good few tips on achieving that sort of success would you mind maybe giving us a few and then because I know you're pressed for time okay sure one or two I can share with you <laughs> I, I mean it's quite simple when you say it but it's very important to treat people the way you would like to be treated and to bring that both into your personal and professional life whether it's your clients, your colleagues, you know, within your team, you need a, a very good team that you work with to be su- successful, your friends, your family. If you treat them the way you would like to be treated, then you will have a happy life. Something that has always also worked for me, both personally and professionally, is that you should say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm-hmm. This is especially true professionally for me, legal drafting. And I always say this to my juniors. People don't want legal jargon and pages and pages and reams and reams of, of just um, law. They want to get the advice in plain English. They want the truth. People outside of practice, people appreciate the truth more than you think. And I think also, just from a, a balanced perspective, the last thing I'd like to say is that as a professional woman and as a mother, I need to be completely present whether I'm at work or at home. So if I'm at work during work hours, I focus on that. I set aside the time for work, and I'm completely present in the moment. When I get home, I switch off my phone, I put the laptop away, and I focus on my family, and I'm present in the moment with my family. I spend the time with them, and I enjoy the time with them. And then when the kids are asleep and and I've, um, I've spent time with my husband, I can get back to my work, and I can focus on that again. So that's really all I need to say, I think. Very valuable tips. Shukran so much, Shafika. Thank you for inviting me to participate in your program. Pleasure. Shafika has to leave us now, but we do thank her for taking time out to speak to us. Shafika, shukran for chatting to us this afternoon. And may you have a fruitful week ahead with your work as well as with your family, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.
Alia Ali's designer of Sense of Style joins us now. Her clothing can be described as soft, comfortable, giving women the freedom of movement and a sense of confidence. The collection now encompasses dresses, jackets, skirts, pants, tops, scarves and more. Introducing and joining Mia in the studio, she's ha- she at least has some time to come and join me right here in studio. Assalamu alaikum Alia. Assalamu alaikum. Um, shukran for having me. A pleasure to have you. How would you describe your design signature? Well, I think it's, um, I would say it's contemporary, it's classic, it's forever. So everything that I've designed is sort of not a seasonal thing. It's something you can wear season in, season out. Mm, lovely. I can't <laughs> wait to try some of those garments then. Your clothing appeals to modest, conservative wear market as well. What were your influences when designing for this market? Well, I'm my first client, Rashawn. So um, with saying that, I design things that I need that I, that, I, that I wouldn't every every woman to walk around in, you know. Mm-hmm. So everything is sort of layered, easy, flow, you know, covered, complete modest, but, you know, feeling good. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And you being your first client, I believe that your next client, uh, you know, the person who then bought into that ideal or the concept of what a sense of style was, has joined you here today know, in support <laughs> of your interview with us today. So I'm going to ask her just to move the, the mic a little bit closer. She didn't know I was going to do this to her, but you know, she's yeah, we might as well, right? <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Okay, now we, we didn't get to introduce your, ourselves. Uh, so I'm Roshan. Or, what's your name? I'm Insaf Jatim. Insaf Jatim, mashallah. Shukran for joining us and, and supporting your friend here. I know. In South, you're here and you mentioned, I think, earlier that uh, you were one of the first clients of Sense of Style. Yes. My I little guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Um, also, I, it, it's good to have your best friend as, a, as your personal designer. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever I need something, it's Alia. I need this. <laughs> I mean, it's know. A At least it's not, I want. I want. <laughs> well, gosh, it's a bit of both, you know, if you ask me. <laughs> Ali has to whip up something and she knows Overnight. exactly what I like. Sure. She knows exactly what my needs are, so that's amazing. Wow. Mm. And uh, what can you remember the first garment she made for you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's a tricky that's, one. <laughs> how about the last one? That would be my Eid outfit uh-huh. that I had on. It was a lace dress. Um, oh gosh, you look beautiful. Yeah, just stunning. See, when the Amazing. designer tells you that, that you look beautiful <laughs> in her garments, you know? <laughs> Great. And you often go back. Yes. Because sometimes you can have a best friend and they can design and they can make you things and you like um, not having her make me anything. So obviously <laughs> no, no, no. you must I think have. we've got <laughs> a very honest relationship. I think she'll tell me. You must She's the definitely in charge of my wardrobe. She knows exactly what I want, how I want it and when I want it. <laughs> now, Insaf can't remember what you what were the first things she, she, you made her, but can you remember the first garment you created? You know, it was, it's a bit of a story actually. <laughs> you know, after... Um, we sort of have our, had our babies. We were all sort of encountered our this new bodies, which is this motherly bodies. Mm-hmm. So what happened was it was so very difficult for me to shop. I mean, everything was too short, everything. And also I'm a little bit above um, average. So my height is a little bit taller mm-hmm. then. So I could never, ever find anything Always have to take shop. hems out. It, exactly. Yeah. It became a little bit of a problem. So what I did was I just designed this little compact little wardrobe for myself, which was consisted of a few basic pieces, um, like the easy, the easy pull-on 
and skirt and dress and you know that kind of thing a little mm-hmm. bit more with the, with the, with the, with the extra length you know and that's how it all started they gathered up by my place one day we were all having baby and I was totally dressed in my own creation and they just loved it and that's how it started so if that's how it started what is your design background well you know what I've worked for um, after schooling I went straight into retail I studied in between and I started off at um, I was very honored to start off by Mm -hmm. a young uh, well designer um, South African design and that's where I actually sort of like managed to learn all my you know from just being in the store um, in production Mm -hmm. buying I ended up designing for this company and I think that's where I just you know um, where it all started and that's sometimes the best place to get your experience you know because we can study and you know at the end of the day it's very important to actually touch and feel and actually be involved and actually know what goes behind scenes versus just yeah and what, what would you consider your highlights then well, you know what? There's many. We, I mean, I'm sure I can say, gosh, I can, I can name it. We'll be here the whole day. Um, the highlight of my career, I would say, is clients actually letting me know that they felt amazing in in the garment, you know, and that is really priceless. And that's mm-hmm. the highlight of my career wow. is clients actually phoning or saying, oh, my gosh, Alia, I love what I was <sighs> wearing. I was getting so much. And that's what it's about. You mm-hmm. know, that's my it's my everything. All my hard work just puts a huge smile on my face and actually knowing that I was part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my business is um, ready to wear collection. So every season I will create, you know, a collection. But at the same time, I've got clients that I go to. I've got the service where I go to your home. I fit and oh, measure lovely. you. Wow. You know, I, I go into a little bit more deeper than just making a garment and actually, you know, there you go. It's really letting uh, sort of knowing my client and then also designing things around their lifestyle. And that's the importance around it. That's lovely. That's a, you're really giving that personal attention. Yeah. And I think everyone really wants that personal attention. You go into yeah, a store. Yeah, of course, gosh. I mean, we're women. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I can go into a store and sometimes you need help and they're not giving you the kind of help that you know, want or they're ignoring you or, you know, or, yeah, I give up on you, lady. You want too much. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? You, you tend to, yeah, I think that's what my clients appreciate about me, you mm-hmm. know. I really, yeah. And then in, in itself, how well do you think you, you, she knows her clients? I'd say really well because it's not just a client, mm-hmm. it's a friend. Yeah. Becomes a friend afterwards oh. as well. She's she's very um into people what what they they want, what they f- you know what I mean? Yeah. Um what they like to wear, she'd give her advice. She's she's very, very good at that. So Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so it all sounds like a bed of roses. I'm sure well, listen, that you I'm had a couple of challenges in between there. You know what it is? I think all designers face the same thing. Um we do have a problem with fabric mm-hmm. in our country. Um it's sometimes you know you'll see quite a few designers got the same fabric. It's oh, not necessarily yes. lack of yeah. imagination. It is lack of what's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's one massive, you know, thing that we all, you know, face. Uh, the other thing is where um quality, you know, we don't have the best high tech sort of machinery. You know, I mean it's tricky. Mm-hmm. We just don't have that, you know, and you actually also can't compete with it. So that is a huge problem in South Africa. And, and the process of, of making one's own fabric is I I'm I'm totally clueless when it comes to that. Is it too costly? Yeah, it becomes it? quite a costly thing. I mean, you know, just the other day, um a friend of mine, we were we were engaged in a conversation and she was saying to me, oh my gosh, you know, um, she bought something for, for 50 rand. There's no way you can actually produce something for that, you know. Oh. 
After the break, we find out why Alia Alice realized that people loved, when she realized that people actually loved her designs. Because starting a label is one thing, getting a customer is the most important thing. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back. I'm Rashan Isaacs and I'm chatting to Alia Ali's a designer of a sense of style. Innovations is constant in a sense of style and so sense, commitment to finding comfortable and stylish alternatives to suit every woman, garments to enhance every shape, sense makes women's wardrobe so much bigger, more versatile, more comfortable. It is easy to travel with, well made, easy care and easy to wear. And yes, I might sound like an advert, but that is the sense that I'm getting from a sense of style. Oh gosh, <laughs> Alia, when did you realize that people actually liked your, your, your collections? Well, um, you know, when people actually come back, uh, you know what I mean? When people really like, they come back, they say, can I get this in another color? Do you like, you know what I mean? Um, it's really, yeah, it's just the continuous of actually having the clients, you know, the loyalty around it. And uh, do you custom make as well? I do custom make, and that's the beauty of a sense of style. We do um, a ready-to-wear collection, which is what I've, I was talking about now, about you know putting a little range together. But at the same time, you know what? Sometimes I might not sort of um, get the right client. We all got different lifestyles. We all got different mm-hmm. things, and that's where I go in and I literally make according to what their needs are. Ah, all right then. But then you mentioned earlier about your collections and that you make for every season. Yeah, right? I do every season. I do a collection of what I think every woman should be wearing. You know, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. So summer's coming up. Summer's coming up. I know. We're quite excited. <laughs> <gasps> we're excited to hear what you have planned for summer. What's, what's your summer collection about? Well, you know what? I'm actually going to play a bit this season so I'm going to be mixing a lot of prints ah, I'm working okay. with a lot of color that I'm even getting nervous I mean I've got print <laughs> on print on print and if if you've looked back on what I've done my stuff is so classic so I sometimes tend to just keep it really like you know safe but this this season I'm feeling really good I'm going to just play have fun all right, wonderful. And then, and the colors, the print colors? Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a bit of a mixture, you know what I mean? With color blocking, you could do anything, anything. It's one color that I'm totally gravitating towards is the chartreuse, which is that beautiful limey green. Mm-hmm. I'm totally mad. I'm even painting Ooh. a door, door that color <laughs> in my house. So you can imagine I'm going goo goo go around fascinated that. by that now. No, I know. It's totally. But I'm playing with so much more. I think if you have like a good pattern, mm-hmm. you know, you're open to so much more. So, yeah, it will be easy. Ah. <laughs> So, like we said, summer's coming up. Give our listeners a fi- some, some, some fashion tips. Well, I think the first thing I would say, less is more. Mm-hmm. That's the importance around it. Don't try to overkill it. Don't add too much detail in one thing. I think the importance are to be very, very comfortable in your clothing. Because the worst thing is to be, you know, uncomfortable and not feeling, you know, you need to feel good in it. Um, I think layering is... Very, very basic. You could keep a good solid color, as you can see today, I'm totally in white, and then I've layered something over. 
and that's where the commode is that I'm going to be producing this season. Mm-hmm. You know, you just literally layer that over a good base, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go and buy an entire wardrobe with the mm-hmm. same style. You just need an injection. And, you know? and, and Komodos are the perfect I know, it just feels so amazing yeah. <laughs> wearing one. So a couple of business questions, because I know there's lots of people who either want to start a design label yeah. or have just come out of school and have or, or they design institutions and um, they really want to get their label out there and sometimes we're, we're too scared to expand or we make to just the family because we, we're scared about what people are going to say about our brand. How did you market your label? Listen, I'm, I completely understand. I was one of those little girls one you know um i think it's perseverance because if you're passionate about something it shows so you constantly have to i mean network it's the importance around it network with other collaborate with other people be open to all of that kind of thing you know use the social media it is amazing i tell you facebook instagram twitter all of those you know put it out there be confident and you know you'll you'll find your feet and uh you mentioned networking. How important it is it in your field? Listen, it's vital. I think, um, as you know, I've got an event coming up on Sunday, and it's all about actually collaborating with other people, as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we put together a little bit of a you know spring guide to 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 a woman's guide to spring, mm-hmm. um, right? And it's all about collaborating. It's you know. Going in, teaming up with some other people. You know, I've got a few. Well, well um, mention this event. Tell us what's, what's happening, okay. what's coming well, up. Well, it's fashion and a cup of tea. Mm. That's the beauty of it. I like my tea. <laughs> I know. So it's like, it's a basically a little vintage tea party you're coming to. And we um, are giving you the perfect spring guide, mm. right? So we'll have myself, which is obviously a sense of style species. We've got you talking yes. about. Health and wellness. I know. How to look fit and fabulous. Exactly. We've got <laughs> Ruby classes, which is absolutely amazing. She'll yes. tell you exactly which basics you have to have in your wardrobe. Like we had it on one of our episodes. In fact, the very first episode of oh, Cover see, Mode, oh, Rushda was here. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to collaborating with the both of you. We've got Uncu, which is going to give you the five easy steps on makeup. Because, you know, I'm terrible at that. That's one thing <laughs> I don't know. So I need to know. Like, you know, we've got busy lifestyles, yeah. you know. So we need easy, quick fix on how to, you know, look the spring. And then we've got Kaden. And I love the natural beauty on you. Oh, gosh, it's absolutely so stunning. Much. I must say. <laughs> then we've got Kader. He's going to add a bit of a spunk to the whole thing, I think. It's kind of well, fun. I know Kader's got a, both a design label as well as he, he does hairstyling yeah, as well. So yeah. which aspect of Kader is coming to this Well, this he's event? going to do the sort of perfect spring hair. You know, oh, that okay. wake up and, right. you know, go right. look yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So we need help with that. You know what <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> so that's kind of, yeah, that's our little lineup. And it's going to be exciting. Stunning. Okay, there's, so there's something for you to look forward to. Just mentioning the date again, that's this. Sunday, it's going to right? be this Sunday, uh, the 25th, between 2 and 5 at um, Tamar Cafe at the waterfront. Okay, lovely. But you would have had to book before, right? Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? It's so exciting. We totally sold out. So I think all our listeners and everyone should just have, stay tuned on all the social media because we'll be posting ah, some pics and wonderful. everything. Wonderful. And then, of course, where can we find you? Well, um, you can find me. I'll, I'll, um, I can leave all my details. And then I've also got, I've got a home studio. So you can more than welcome just book an appointment with me and I will. you can come and see me. Uh, my details sh- should be on your um, on your website. Mm-hmm. And what's the website address? Uh, I'm sorry, no, it would just be on all the social media. So it will be a sense of style. My mm-hmm. email address is a sense of style uh-huh. dot or you could just um, make contact with me. I've got a number. 
Can I put it? Yes, please. Uh, 078-343-1023. Oh, wow. That's very easy. (laughs) (laughs) 078-343-1023. And uh, just lastly then, how, um, how did you build your brand? Well, you know what? It, it took years. I think it, 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 every, like every, like everything. You know, it, it doesn't just happen overnight. No. So I think you know, my is to actually um, find your purpose of mm-hmm. what you really, what's your signature? Because you ah. know what is not necessarily what strength. So mm-hmm. I stick to what my signature or my feel, and I just I started. I mean, it took time and lots of hard you know late evenings and finding the perfect person to actually you know cut your things and sew it together so i've now got a home studio we have actually finally got somebody saying she's super amazing we do everything you know within the little space and yeah wonderful alia thank you for spending the afternoon with oh us my gosh, and cover too, yeah. i know time goes so fast <laughs> may your business grow and prosper oh, inshallah so assalamu alaikum to you and to you and Saf. shukran for joining yeah, us and sharing us that your yeah, surprise <laughs> a surprise guest <laughs> i'm gonna love and leave you but i'm gonna leave you with um the tips and uh the the fashion tips that both that that alia has given us that is less is more come be comfortable in your clothing and layering is basic right you just, just stick to solid colors and then basically layer from there and then the valuable tips from Shafika Hartley treat people the way you'd like to be treated say what you mean and mean what you say and completely be present with the moment so if you're at home be present with your kids with your family if you're at work be present at that time and um, yeah and and, and uh, be present with what you're doing there from me Rashan Isaacs this is cover mode until next week assalamu alaikum